You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. And we're just kicking it. In the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, nobody's here yet. Maddie D's. I wonder, maybe he'll hear that hashtag in the future. <laughs> and he'll be like, better times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, there we go. I was before the show, I was talking about like coming up with a clever little intro, and I've. Uh, referent it, i've been self-referential and self-deprecating i think i nailed the grelix way <laughs> that's the vibe that's a, it's a whole vibe that mm-hmm. is the way tonight we got some news we're going to talk about a couple of news stories that i found interesting mm-hmm. paul is here but helping with violin we don't need violin paul i appreciate the offer <laughs> <laughs> you're a brave man helping with violin mm-hmm. there's also a couple trailers that just dropped like today maybe yesterday i think today that i also found interesting basically this is that show things that i find interesting yeah (laughs) and hopefully you guys do too but first what's going on you two how are you guys doing i'm pretty good it's been busy we we've done a lot of yard work that's super interesting to the audience i'm sure and i'm going back to school tomorrow so already yeah. Oh, my, you know, my Fremont cohorts, they've been back all week. Wow. So I'm the late bloomer of the Gru. Group. Group. Gru. <laughs> you are Gru? I am Gru. We are Gru. See, we're a nerd podcast. We reference all the nerdy things. Yeah, James Gunn nerd things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear he's good at stuff. He is good at stuff. Like... Talking about Martin Scorsese. Hey, that's a story we're going to do. Nice segue. Uh, yeah, this is a little out of order, but I can't ignore that segue. And I don't really have a, a proper news story because this is a, uh, you know, it happens on, it happened on Twitter. News comes from Twitter story. Do you remember a little while ago how Martin Scorsese uh, made all kinds of fanboys and girls angry when he's like, Marvel movies aren't movies. Paul asks, Scorsese makes nerd sounds? No. Uh, He makes nerds make nerd sounds. That's true. Yeah. Uh, But I I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something, you know, they're not not cinema. And I think he liked, which, of course, everybody got, not everybody, uh, you know, comic book movie fans got bent out of shape about. And he, I feel like, yeah, he's throwing a little shade, but... Also, he he likened them to amusement park ride, but basically they're not art. And I get his point, but I don't necessarily agree. Surprisingly, neither does James Gunn, because all uh, somebody who's famous has to do is say a thing, and it's a news story. So here we go. This is actually coming from some podcast, the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast i'd never heard of it but it's podcasts aren't reputable at all (laughs) but james gunn was on this podcast it's a video thing and it's basically i think the host of this podcast posted a clip as they do 
Oh, he's doing it right. He's doing it perfect. Listen, entertainment podcasters, take note. If you're, especially if you're recording a video podcast and you have guests, like, do this. Get clips. Put them on social media. That's smart marketing. Business people are doing it all the time. Learn from them. Make money. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> Hire me. I'll help. <laughs> but I do appreciate it because it's one of those things where I'm like, man, business. Of course, business people have marketing down. Nerd podcasters. Come on. Anyhow, James Gunn was on this. That's a total tangent. James, James Gunn was on this podcast, and I, I don't know how it came about. If he was asked about Martin Scorsese's opinions on comic book movies and Marvel movies, because James Gunn's made both. He's made just he's made DC comic book movies. And he made Marvel movies, and the headlines would make you think James Gunn put him on blast. He didn't really insult Scorsese. He even says Scorsese is like one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, which of course he would, but. He had said, basically, yeah, it's, it doesn't totally surprise James Gunn that Scorsese said stuff like that because Scorsese uh, knows that that will get him publicity and he had a movie coming out. So basically, like, he trash talks the super popular movies to get publicity for his movies, which obviously, mm. you know, I'm, and I'm sure there's some jealousy there of like, the Marvel movies and these superhero movies, these, you know, ridiculous uh, amusement park rides of movies mm -hmm. get all the money and all the publicity. Right. And I'm here, Martin Scorsese trying to make serious film, serious cinema. Where's my love? And so, you know, it's kind of a, you know, no, no publicity is bad publicity type thing. Mm, I'm pretty sure he's made quite a bit of money on the movies that he's made anyway. And he gets a lot of love from everyone. So he doesn't, really, he doesn't need to do that. As I say, was he got to be uh, Spielberg to get any bigger than he is? <laughs> right. <laughs> I had heard a while ago. Spielberg is another one, though. Like, they're the older film, the older, the elderly filmmakers. <laughs> I'm going to be insulting. No, older filmmakers who are into, like, they want to make passion projects about the 1940s fighter pilots. Mm -hmm. Stuff that, like, the general audience given the general audience's age now and the things that they're into are not super into like they want right. to make things, you know, these aren't big money maker ideas in the past, maybe, mm -hmm. but I feel like a lot of them, I don't know, maybe they get it. Maybe they don't get it, but uh, they have trouble getting that stuff financed or at least a big push behind it when they do. So mm -hmm. that's kind of part of it because yeah, I, I feel like, of the money that's spent in from the big studios, they're not throwing it to, uh, you know, if Spielberg wants to make a, a ready player one type movie or something like that, that's extremely memeable and, you know, has potential mass market appeal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if it's, you know, uh, Scorsese wants to make another crime drama or Spielberg wants to make a, I don't know, Tom Hanks led by thing. Right. Studios are going to be like, well, I mean, there's a market for that, but it ain't like Avengers money market for that. Right. So we're not going to give you Avengers money budget to do that. And we're not going to market it like that. Mm -hmm. But that makes sense. Why would you? Right. Anyway, the whole point is, you know, so James Gunn, he also voiced his displeasure with that tactic. He did not appreciate it, but he didn't really put down Scorsese. He's just like, yeah, no, I mean, he was promoting a movie. He was mm -hmm. getting publicity because he had a movie out. 
Right. So, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so Speaking we, of Spielberg, uh, I watched uh, the movies that made us this uh, just today, and I like. There's a whole new season of them out, and um, I watched the Jurassic Park one. Mm-hmm. And so, but and I thought, well, because Jeff Goldblum's in it, but like he was not actually in it. Like he, they, he was one of the people they did not talk to. And so I was like, oh. well, that's, Oh, that's right. Dumb. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it was, like, it was an interesting, uh, interesting little hour long documentary or 45 minute long documentary on the movie and how hard it was to make and how groundbreaking and like it basically oh, yeah. changed the face of movies. It mm-hmm. did for sure. I wonder if they didn't didn't ask him because they were like, well, if we bring Goldblum on, that's all anybody's going to want. And <laughs> that's not fair to everybody else. Well, then they should just do a special episode of Goldblum movies, period. Just I agree. right. Right. The Goldblum that made us. That's what it should be called. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, do it. Maybe maybe does he Goldblum still have that? What was it? Is it a Disney Plus series? I don't know. Does he still have that series? Uh, I mean, it's still up, but I don't know that there's any news that there's going to be a season two. Okay. So it's, uh, and if they asked him, he'd just be like, uh, uh, yes, yes. uh, Ooh. Yeah. Let's, that would be great. I'm, I'm getting ideas. It's, it was such a weird show. (laughs) We didn't watch all of it. We watched a few. I remember the, the, the sneak, the tennis shoes or the, the shoe one. So Uh, weird. Um, But I you coffee know, I one too, where he's like he like he hasn't drank coffee in years, and then he has like the his first cup of coffee is like uh, cowboy coffee, is like tar or something. It was like mm. he's like going crazy. He's knocking mm. his mic stand, everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's just me. Uh, I think I mentioned it maybe last week or so. Yeah, I had watched the Back to the Future one. I hadn't watched the. Oh yeah. Like this season, they have Back to the Future, Pretty Woman, which I'm not interested in, um, even though it was a huge movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, and I can't remember the fourth one. I think you should watch the Forrest Gump. The, Forrest Gump. That's yeah, that's right. That's Forrest why you didn't watch that one either. Yeah, Pretty Woman, just because it's a girl movie. Uh, I'm assuming that's maybe part of the reason you didn't want to watch it. Like it was something your sisters were into, but. I am not a big fan of Pretty Woman either because it was also something that my sisters were into, and I'm not anything that they and my mom like. I stay away from. But, uh, but you know, I I would be interested what the commentary on, is on that because it is it's an odd movie to become really popular. It's you know prostitution and basically being like, yeah, it's okay to do that, and you can you can find a good man and you know have a good life. And it, it's it's strange for a movie to you know almost promote it. It seems like, and I was just—I'd just be curious what they what they think about it now. That's cool. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not that series is like weird. I hate the way it's cut together. It's kind of sickeningly not sweet, but like it's it's the same way as the toys that made us. Uh, like it's just it's done in the exact same style where they'll cut in snippets of the interview to like finish the narrator's sentences and like, it's just like got a super quick, oddly enough for a documentary, it's got like a super quick editing style and it kind of annoys me. 
Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that on like it's so it's got to be something like Back to the Future where I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that, and I'll maybe check out the Jurassic Park. Pretty Woman, Pretty Woman. I don't know. I'll look at Wikipedia maybe. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny because they like practically interrupt themselves in their editing. You know, yeah. like they'll be mm-hmm. like talking, and then they'll be like splicing a cut of the movie or splicing a cut of one of the interviews, even constantly constantly and it's i get it it's clever it's a clever technique to keep the pace moving on a documentary about the behind the scenes of a movie you know Mm -hmm. which listen i that's like a big percentage of the kind of crap i watch on youtube is just talking about movies and the best stuff is like when people do research and have behind the scenes stories but like i don't need it sped up like that i don't need it Mm -hmm. edited together that way but i get it it's an attention uh retaining style is right. i think the the goal of it to keep it moving along but uh so it's like uh it's like the tiktok of the uh, behind the scenes shows <laughs> <laughs> i feel like Maybe. tiktok is going to be the tiktok of behind the scenes shows. <laughs> you, you, okay right. yeah yeah um oh i also along those lines i ch- i checked out god why what was it um vice has some documentary series on netflix and they're very short episodes they're like 20 minutes long about random things and i you know vice vice is whatever vice is fine but uh i watched the one on cryptocurrency and mm-hmm. also k-pop just because th- the whole thing was like it's like a here's how this stuff started or like it, it assumes you know like nothing mm-hmm. here's the basics and I, I was kind of intrigued by that. And uh, I, so I just watched those two episodes of it. Uh, it's, it's, they've got several seasons, but going for a while. It's interesting, though, thinking about the editing style we were just talking about. And uh, Paul says the entire Vice Network is based on random things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then watching that, even though the episodes are shorter, it's, you know, very standard paced for a documentary. Uh, but... K-pop, because I knew nothing. Kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. It's it's all just boy bands, but like I don't know, just the idea behind it and where it came from. And I did it come from Sweden or was it Switzerland? Did it come from there? It it did not come from there, but apparently a lot of their big hits are written Mm -hmm. elsewhere, primarily Mm -hmm. Sweden and the U.S. (laughs) Wow, are written by like Purdue because it's it's it's. It's boy bands. It's they're all extremely produced and presented a specific. It's a product, and it's interesting it's to hear them. Smooth like butter, like criminal <laughs> undercover. Right. <laughs> it, we don't need to talk about K-pop, but I knew nothing about it other than then it's uh, this boy band looking music that whatever, and it's all over. And uh, so it was interesting to learn about that. And ironically, BTS also stands for behind the scenes. Right. Oops. Full circle. Full circle. Not even, it's loops. It's infinity. Yeah, it's literally loops. <laughs> Fruity loops at that. Uh, speaking of Netflix, since we're still on that, something else that uh, Melanie and I have been watching, we mentioned it last week, but we finished the first season, Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Desp- despite being a little uh, YA, a little young adult, you can tell at times. And I think when we mentioned it last week, we were kind of in the 
there's like a series of two or three episodes towards the early mid section of the season that really goes like almost love triangle young adult Mm -hmm. thing um but then it segues out of that Mm -hmm. overall it's great yeah i (laughs) I agree it's great it's such it was such a fun show and it was Mm -hmm. cool and as soon as it was over i was like when's the new when's the next season Mm -hmm. and uh or since that's not out yet is there similar things i can watch i just want to watch more Mm -hmm. but that's kind of how we found that one anyway because we were trying to find something similar to i forget what which we were looking for because it was similar to either like game of thrones or witcher or something like that you know yeah i would say this is actually like this and witcher witcher is more hard-edged it's more adult uh more r-rated um but this and witcher they're different worlds but good double feature series if you're gonna like watch one and then the other or something Mm -hmm. yeah shadow and bone uh you know you'll have to sit through a little bit of the uh there's a moment where it's a little harry potter mixed with uh i don't know girl things (laughs) more girl things not girl things but you know it's it's got the love triangle kind of thing a little bit Mm -hmm. during that whole section it's not slightly cw oh yeah Yeah. yes Yes, slightly CW, big with a big budget, um, and the characters are. It's got some fun characters, even though it's cheesy and over the top at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in its cheesiness, it's fun. And uh, the main criticism I would have for it is that the it doesn't do a very good job of keeping you in touch with the time frames in the in the uh, story because it. it that was one thing where she's like, it's been months and I'm like, it's been months. I thought it was a couple days. So right. that's, that's the only complaint that I have about it. Other than that, I think it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So strong recommend it's a, uh, uh, whatever. Like I said, I, we talked about it a little bit last week, but it's a fantasy world, but it feels like a mesh mash of a couple different kinds of fantasy worlds mm-hmm. and it kind of works. It's interesting. Yeah. Yep. It's got some good. It's got. It's got. What's his name from Punisher? The bad guy who was supposed to have a messed up face, but he was still a pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> I Jigsaw, just Jigsaw. I don't Jigsaw. know his name. He right. doesn't have a real name. What? Yeah, he's Jigsaw. He was that guy, but he's in it, and he's he is kind of great. He is mm-hmm. a fantastic actor. I think in the right things. Right. Um, well, we have never seen him in anything else besides that and this, have we? So let's just say he's a fantastic actor. And he's, he's amazing. Been, he's been in the right things. <laughs> uh, um, I rewatched uh, Loki today with my nephew. Oh, yeah. And uh, does it hold up on a second rewatch? Or, it does. Uh, it's still it's oh. just as good, if not if not better. Uh, and now I want to make him watch that one high rise movie. Um, isn't that him? high rise? Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, with um, L- Loki man. What's his name? Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. So I think I, yeah. And, and then maybe it's just cause I want to watch it again, but, and it's weird. It's weird. It's a weird but, movie, but I like it. And I like Loki. I like the guy. I like the actor. I want to watch it. And I'm going to, I'm going to make him watch it with me. I think I, I don't know Gabe's taste, but that, <sighs> that might be a tough, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I'll make him do it anyway. I don't know. He's a, he's a star Wars kid, you know? It's weird in like a 70s way. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a high rise from 2015. I feel like I remember talking about it on the show in 2016 or something. Probably. <laughs> but it's a weird one. But it's mm-hmm. weird in that 70s kind of weird movie. Yeah. Where it's just like weird things are randomly happening. And then there's like, well, a swinger party. And then everyone's at a grocery store. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Gabe's, gonna, Gabe's starting a uh, Star Wars like D&D thing. I don't know what that is exactly. but so Sounds I'm, like I'm, the nerdiest thing ever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he, he's all excited about it because he's going to be the, uh, the DM. So I was trying to, you know. Give him oh, that's cool. encouragement and stuff. Yeah, no, do it. Yeah. I'm not shaming him for it sounding the nerdiest thing. It's just, I don't think I've ever heard D&D and Star Wars combined. Uh-huh. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Was it Axton? Uh, he played a little bit of, like, Star Wars role-playing games. Did he, that's, did he? that's the sum total of the story. Like, he, he's really into it. You're ascending to a new level. Yeah, that's like, that's like the Eagle Scout. Of of nerdiness, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Jesse, now yes. we we have one episode to go, but Melanie and I watched most of a series that I know you've mentioned in the past. That I, I was like, Jesse will be excited that we watch this. We still have one episode left. Uh, Good Omens. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's Tenet, excellent. The the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. The other written, guy, written by uh, Neil Gaiman, based on the book by him and Tim uh, uh, Ter- Terry Pritchard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We have the last episode left. We we blew through the first five last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. That's pretty. I mean, it's a great story to adapt, it is. and then you know, like they did a pretty good job with it. I was yeah. shocked to hear that they're going to do a second series because. There's only one book, but yeah. come to find out that they actually had notes between the two of them. Like mm-hmm. Terry Pritchard was involved in creating a sequel to uh, Good Omens. Came, so. It never came about? Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they're, but they're going to make base the second season off that. Yes. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's right? cool. It's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like all those Lord of the Ring books that came out after, right? You know, his mm-hmm. son put together kind of thing. Yeah, it's weird when they do that, but yeah. Um, it's, I mean, whatever. It's it's you know, it's those writers and Neil Gaiman, and it's such that they've got like, the right stuff. That weird, mm-hmm. quirky, not quite dry, but somewhat dry yet still absurd British humor. Mm-hmm. It's so thick in it. It's yeah. and it's good, but uh, it's even thicker in the book. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I guess there's yeah. not really much else to say about it. I love Tenet. Yeah, Tenet. I, <laughs> I was gonna say the same. Tenet, yeah. man. It, when he gets worked up, I'm like, he's just the doctor right now. Oh, he really? <laughs> yeah. 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 He's just like a cranky doctor. Is all he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the doctor, but with like the master's uh, snake eyes. <laughs> yes. Eric Roberts, master snake eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's right. Paul says nice NKOTB, not Jesse. I, I missed it. What's the new kid on the block? I said because uh, um, the right stuff, those writers. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> wow. Which was your favorite? Of the, of the new kids? Yeah. Uh, uh, probably Joey. Okay. I don't know. 
that's that's what most chicks seem to feel like. Jo- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joey or Jordan Knight. I mean, Jordan Knight was all right too. Uh, okay. How about yours, Melanie? Donnie. Yeah. Yeah. Those Wahlbergs. Mm-hmm. Donnie Wahlberg. Oh my god. I know. I know. But it's you know, that was that was just that was then. This is now. Okay. I hated it then. <laughs> Speaking no- of Wahlbergs ruining things, I uh, <laughs> this is a perfect segue. I, the other thing that I watched this week was I started up um, the Transformers Netflix series. Uh, there's actually three parts. They're into the Beast Wars stuff now. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been talking about Transformers stuff lately. So I mm-hmm. thought I'll, I'll give this a try because this can't be as bad as Michael Bay. And it's been pretty good. I only, I've only gotten about three episodes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. By the way, that's not what I was implying at all. What, what are you no. talking about? You need. I'm sorry, Paul. Call, Paul commented. Did you just call Jesse a chick? No, I wasn't calling Jesse a chick. I'm just saying most of the chicks that I knew is like my family, and my friends. They all like Joey. That's what I kind of. That's why I was just saying yes. All the chicks liked him. Also, is what I was getting at. Okay. Sorry. It just means I have excellent taste in men. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Right. Right. Uh, um. But yeah, I, I started the first chapter of this Transformer show that everybody's been talking about, and it's pretty great because it's like, you know, I mean, like they're really taking the stuff from the old uh, G. I feel like they're taking it from the old G one uh, mythos and the comics and all of that, all the stuff that was there originally that they were just kind of making up as they went along. Back when I was a kid, we were like, all of a sudden there's a movie and these Transformers have been here all along. And these guys fought side by side with with uh, Optimus Prime back in the day, da, 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 da. But we've never seen them before kind of thing. What's kind of nice about this series is that they're actually there from the start and they're not revealed in a movie where he dies. Mm -hmm. Right. So I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Fun. Um. Something that Melanie and I watched last night. I actually watched a couple episodes and I was like, Melanie would be interested. So I made her watch a couple episodes. Uh, just two, just the first two episodes. But we try, we checked out Harley Quinn, the animated show on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was um, interesting. It was, it was fun. It was adult. And, yeah. um, I actually, honestly, I expected it to be a little bit more like wacky than it was just, and that's just from reading the Harley Quinn uh, comic book. So it wasn't that it wasn't actually that bad to me. Uh, although I was kind of disappointed. I didn't see a hyena um, or stuffed beaver, but there you go. You're back. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Harley Quinn ser- uh, animated show. Have you watched any of it, Jesse? I haven't. Uh, Axton has spoken fondly of it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was curious, and Melanie mentioned like it's not as wacky as like the comic book Harley Quinn um, series that they were doing. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect because at least in the comics, anyway, they'd kind of made Harley Quinn DC's Deadpool type character. So mm-hmm. I was thinking it might be that, and obviously from that Batman story that we did a while ago that you can't find on the podcast feed. Sorry. Um, All right. <laughs> And in fact, you can't find it on the videos either. It's gone. <laughs> but it's never meant to be. Never meant to be. Uh, everyone knows what I'm talking about. The Batman mm-hmm. story uh, regarding the Harley Quinn show. Being a hero. I mean, yeah. and, 
don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. <laughs> uh, but, but I w- so I knew it was like it had adult themes. Uh, first off, right from the get go, it, it it's like yeah, no, this is fully rated R. They say whatever they want, uh, and it's a little juvenile in it. But God, what was the first line? Something about it was like some rich people on a boat, and the first line of the show is something about like you know. So we're the best whites gathered here, whatever. And I was like, wait, what is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's way better than I expected. Uh, yeah. It is juvenile, but it feels it's not just like, oh, they can do extreme things. It's a little bit that like the violence is super hardcore and just all the time for no mm-hmm. reason. But I guess whatever. They're all villains. So um, but it feels much more uh, like like a venture brothers tone mm-hmm. uh which is always a good thing um or just uh do you know just adult i guess adult cartoon but just like adult comedy thing mm-hmm. where a lot of the humor is just from like characters like i don't know man like their version of bane i love it and he's just whiny yeah. and he does the voice they do is totally the uh, the movie voice, the oh no, oh, it's uh, like Tom a bad Hardy. impression. Yeah, it's a bad impression of Tom Hardy. Um, Poison Ivy's great. She feels like a she feels like a modern Daria. She's just got that attitude of like you know, mm-hmm. done with it all, and just is just kind of snarky, I guess. Um, yeah, because she's they actually make her as powerful as someone with the power to control plants, right? Should be. Um. Which is nice. I'm. It's real. Like the first two episodes are real tied into Harley and Joker's relationship dissolving. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of one excited to get beyond that. I hope we mm-hmm. do. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Kite Man. Kite Man. Mm-hmm. He's he's the most. Kite he Man. feels to me like the most Venture Brothers character in the whole thing. He, um, yeah, he's ridiculous. But yeah, fun. He, he's Kite Man. So you know they have to. Yeah. I can't help but think of who was it? Um, Oh, what was the one Batman writer who also did the vision uh, miniseries? Tom King, Tom King. I think it was his take. I could be wrong. His take on kite man. Kite man is a ridiculous character, but he embracing that he did a story that made kite man's story uh, backstory horribly tragic. Mm-hmm. And like, just makes you feel for him, and so that's my go-to. So this whole time they're having fun with Kite Man, and he's a ridiculous character. He's like Kite Man, hell yeah! And like, he's just goofy, right? He's right. one of those characters. But the whole time I'm like, dead child, because he's got tragic backstory of that. I don't know that they're going with that backstory at all. But mm-hmm. um, uh, Paul says this is a better emancipation of Harley Quinn story. Yeah, I mean, the first two episodes definitely hit that a lot. Mm-hmm. They knew better than to change the name seven times. That helps. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Paul says he enjoys it, and there's some fun episodes coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah anyway. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, I think. Y- yeah, it's fun. Uh, I mean, this is just an American thing, but it's strange to me that that they, everybody freaked out so much about the one aspect of it that we're not talking about. But they let him... like puppet with a person's face oh, and that's the, fine uh, joker. You know, that's okay 
Well, because that's uh, more violence, and people don't I, care I, about I violence. It's, it's, it's yeah, violence America. Is, yeah, we love it. We yeah. love some violence. <sighs> we know. don't love love. No. <laughs> Sorry. Their version of <laughs> no glove, no love. You might have, you might have killed her. Uh, their version of Jim Gordon, by the way, who is also feels like a very Venture Brothers character to me, is uh, so weird. Like I've never weird. seen a Commissioner Gordon like this. He's not. It's not Commissioner Gordon. He's just like so. He's like a strung out dude that just spads it. Like it's so. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. It's like he spends all of his life worrying while drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is. And that's probably where they, you know, his their version of him, where they got that yeah, idea for yeah. his character. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about uh, I watched all but one of the Chimnall era Doctor Who. I'm up to I'm, I'm oh almost my through my rewatch. So uh, we don't have to get back too too much into it. It's pretty much just the, what I said last week, which is especially rolling out of both in rapid su succession. I admit I blew through this rewatch real fast, uh, rolling out of RTD's era and through Moffat's era and then hitting Chibnall like a brick it's, wall. It's so dull. Like it's just, it's like yeah, the I don't, life I just don't got sucked out of it. I don't think a rewatch will improve. I was super, era. I was, uh, I was curious. Um, I just watched The Timeless Child last night. I finished it, The mm -hmm. Timeless Child. So I have one more episode to go. Um, right. But whatever. That's recent enough that we talk. you could go back in our podcast feed and find it within the last year, two, year and a half. Did it still make you mad? Or were you like, I have distance now and I'll just appreciate it for what it is? It's still stupid. It still mm -hmm. irritates me. In fact, going into it, I was like, okay, I get it. Because I figured out, I worked out a way for them to make it okay. They're not necessarily going to do that, but if they do, right. I at least gave them an out in my mind. He right. can, he, he, Chibnall can dig himself out of this one if he wants. He's got. He's time. not going to. I did the same thing with with River Song, and they didn't do it. And you know what? They're dumb, and it's going to suck. That's I'm going to be. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. <sighs> um, That's the second time that was referenced to me today. Yeah. <laughs> Paul mentioned it earlier. Uh, yeah, it's, but so going into it, I was like, it, it might be okay. Once again, once it hits it, once he's like, you are the timeless child, I was like, no, all over again. I was like, why? Why? <laughs> she doesn't have to be space Jesus. Yeah. That makes her character infinitely less interesting. Um, yeah. Whatever. That said, that's actually, it's not a terrible episode. It feels maybe like the very end, the last couple episodes, the show actually starts to feel like Doctor Who again. Yeah. Maybe it's because he's like, I can finally dive into my nerdy Doctor Who references I want to do with the Eternals or whatever they were and, uh, uh, you know, whatever. It starts to feel like Doctor Who again before, like, he then just... <sighs> the Cybermasters? Stupid. So mm -hmm. How do you not call them Cyberlords? I'm still mad. I'm still mad yeah. at that. Uh, it is the most mastery thing to do is to name everything after himself. I but, know. but I hate it. Paul asks, can he, can I be space Jesus? Can Paul be space Jesus? I mean, 
you have to die for our space sins. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like, you sure you want that job? That's a it's a rough our, gig. Not our regular sins. I hear someone else has that covered, yeah. but our space sins. You don't even want to touch our space sins. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Stop it! Stop that, Morty! You're you'll go blind. I was gonna say, <laughs> Rick and Morty popped in my head too. Like you yeah. say, space space atrocities, and it's just oh, Rick and Morty. What yeah. I I just recently watched the third episode of the fifth season because like a couple uh -huh. of them are free on the Adult Swim website, uh -huh. and so I was like trying to make my way through the ones that are available and. For the one that I just got on is so it's one of those where he's mad at he's mad at Morty. So he's having adventures with summer because uh -huh. whenever whenever it's Rick and summer, they just do awful things together. Uh -huh. Like like Morty somehow is the moral anchor of the D of the duo. Uh huh. Is that the one where they go from like uh, apocalypse to apocalypse to yes. party? Yeah, yes. to plan it. That's about <laughs> yes, that's the one I'm talking about. Right. And that's pretty much all we can say about it. Yeah, because even the premise, as he pitches it <laughs> to Summer, <laughs> yes, yeah. And, well, even when he pitches the idea to Summer, he's like, "We're gonna go from planet to planet, and we're just gonna do this one thing." And then they can't. Then mm -hmm. they even mime what they're gonna do, and like even within the context of an adult cartoon, they blur it out what yeah. they're doing. Right. Like it's, like it's too it's it's too tasteless even for Rick and Morty. We it's so funny because that is like I feel like that's not even as tasteless as the series get as the seasons got. We've watched four Oh, so you're ahead of me. Four, maybe five episodes. Um and there's one, I think it might be the next one up for you. Uh people 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 don't like it. People are very upset about it. Mm, oh. It's a, yeah, it's pretty there was a lot yeah. of backlash and knowing that and then watching it, I was like, okay, it's gross. Mm -hmm. oh, it's I, morning, I don't, I don't they do get some the gross stuff. I mm -hmm. don't get the backlash. It's, uh, but you know, whatever. It's about a lot of people in Alabama got offended. Probably. <laughs> okay. Let's oh, not no. talk about it. Let's not say anything. <laughs> I did like the one with the decoy family though. That yeah. episode right. was yes. fun. It was. It was and so like Blade Runner-y too, where it's like, who's who and does it matter? No, because yeah, it's we're a, so taking it to that next, like, like I love when Rick and Morty just takes a, a concept and shows you how dumb it is by mm -hmm. overdoing it to death. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, we're well past, I, I, you know what, we've already had this, this discussion. I was going to mention like, we're well past you like season one it's like you know they're not even the same uh in the same planet or in the same dimension as when we started the show with them that's not the same family we're well past that none of nobody's the same like yeah. <laughs> who, who knows who we're following now yeah oh my god morty in the one that i just watched because it's also like a rip and a take off of uh uh captain planet like he gets oh, the yeah, rings and he just one. goes straight john wick on everybody and it was like uh -huh. morty I, yeah. I was, yeah, I think I even commented to Melanie when we were watching that one. God, I, okay, I'd forgotten. Yeah, that's the other plot line of that episode is the Captain yeah. Planet chick. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, traveling with Rick has made Morty kind of an awesome, but evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he just, he just flips the switch, man. And uh -huh. it's, oof. 
I mean, once you visit a purge planet, it's probably all downhill from there. Yeah, that's what I was totally thinking too. Yeah, the purge planet. (sighs) Good times. (laughs) I feel like the big changeover for him, there's purge planet and then the one from last season where um, he gets like the time reset device. Oh, yeah. That one. And it turns out he wasn't resetting time. He was like just jumping into another oh uh, that's right dimension. That's so dark so like yeah he'd do all these horrible things it's like no you didn't reset that that all you did all that mm-hmm. it's it's interesting i don't know it's weird to think of like especially rick and morty because they know people try to do it and they intentionally jack with it of uh trying to think of ca- canon or consistency or character arcs it's like well i mean None of these characters are technically the same characters we even started the show with. How can you, you think don't of even it? know if Beth is really Beth? Right. <laughs> right. And uh, but Morty is uh, thinking about a character arc still. Morty is interesting because he's still like timid and scared on t- unless it's like, I don't know. He's so different in a way because he will just go John Wick on people. Right. And just ruthlessly and remorselessly re- without remorse murder a bunch of people now whereas just like automatically knew how to use those rings too he was like he used them better than these people who had had them for over a decade mm-hmm. right uh, that was a fun concept also the idea of like the kids the the captain planet kids just like merchandised out and like they're just kept made basically made their version of captain planet uh their slave they're like product slave like we you're our intellectual property yeah. So I wonder if like the Captain Planet rings then are like um like Green Lantern rings and like when they pass away, uh the rings go find a new owner, you know, some other Lord. child to to take over the spot. Well, I mean, technically Morty still has them all, right? Oh yeah, I guess so. I will say the turn uh, it's we that episode is a little weird because how hardcore Morty goes, but then she makes a turn like a a turn in character right. at a certain point and it's too far for Morty. That seemed a little weird, but you know, whatever it's right. Morty. I'm not going to analyze it that hard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, we watched an episode or so of just on Royland's other show, the not Rick and Morty. What is it? It's on Hulu. Oh, the aliens one. Uh, yeah. 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 It seemed okay, but it seemed like for one, I, I know like, you know, he's not the only one that, you know, Dan Harmon also, you could, Watching that show and then watching Rick and Morty, it's like you can hear the Dan Harmon influence, the voice in Rick and Morty that's mm-hmm. not in the other one. But like Justin Roiland just must have just books full of ideas, like just mm-hmm. so many sci-fi ideas. How do you sustain two shows at the same time that are so close to each other that like you could take an idea from one and easily switch it over to the other one? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, do we want to... I feel like we need to run through at least trailers or some news. Uh, let's do some news real quick um, because I put it like in the description. So we have to do it. Yes. <laughs> That's how this works, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to clickbait nobody. Uh, South Park continues through 2027 with 14 new movies for streaming plus 30 seasons. Okay. So 14 new seasons. movies. Yes, South Park is staying on Comedy Central through to 2027. So, like, as a series, it's been renewed through mm-hmm. 2027. Okay. Um, plus, it's also going to be releasing 
14 movies exclusively on Paramount, Paramount Plus. That's insane. 14 movies? 14 movies. Wow. Okay, so according to IndieWire.com, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are keeping their law, uh, blah, 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 blah. They're going, let's see, Viacom CBS announced. Okay, they struck a deal with Comedy Central's parent company to renew South Park through season 20. Mm-hmm. And they've agreed to develop 14 original South Park movies that will debut, debut exclusively on Paramount Plus, hmm. which I honestly, I don't think I'm familiar with Paramount Plus. I, oh, wait, Viacom CBS. So is that what the CBS yeah, you, All Access became? Yeah. So it's okay. where all the Star Trek stuff is Picard and Discovery. And yeah. So you just changed the name to Paramount. CBS All Access isn't working. Uh, Oh, Disney, Disney's work. Disney's got theirs working at a plus. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we didn't call it Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, 14 movies. Mm-hmm. It, it might be evil of me, but in my brain, I always think that Trey Parker pretty much does everything. And Matt Stone just like sits there and laughs at it. Um, <laughs> and I, he's like such a creative guy. I I'm, I'm impressed. So like, like uh, what's his name that you were just talking about? Justin Rowling, Boylan. Oh yeah. I, so like, is this going to be in lieu of the show, or is the show still going too? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It, the show. This yeah. In addition to the show being renewed for mm-hmm. uh, through season thirty, they will also be doing developing fourteen South Park movies. Because mm-hmm. it seems like South Park has gone. It seemed like, and maybe it's just what's actually on my radar, that South Park was doing these specials in lieu of like actual episodes or whatever, like the pandemic special or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, I can understand that if they were still, if they're still doing the episodes the way they used to, because you might are getting older and you can't make a, an episode, a new episode in a week forever. It's just right. not. And that's how they, how they were doing it, which is insane to me. But from like thinking of the idea to putting it on, the air they had seven days per episode you know that's nuts. crazy just so they could stay current Even for a normal show that's crazy right know? right yeah this article saying the two creators did take during the pandemic took a break and that's when they did the two pandemic specials so but they took a break from doing the show as usual but the new season of the show will launch in 2022 so you know so, so they they took a break but on their break they couldn't break enough to not do anything so they had to do specials well yeah they well they took they took a break from having to do the weekly thing you know right, like right. you're saying i man i don't know in a way like okay the, not to downplay the writing and the effort that it takes to do the writing um mm-hmm. and that's kind of what it, you know that's what has kept south park going is they can crank these out super quick and it's mm-hmm. still like good quality it's still south park yeah, I mean, you know, I guess that's objective, but like it's pretty good. Um, and I feel like the pandemic specials, I mean, they're still they each had like plot arcs and stuff, but I feel like those are a good example of they could just take anything and be like, okay, yep, here's a feature length thing story uh-huh. revolved around that. Oh, of course, with with music and and everything to accompany it, also. Right, right. That's still though doing the sh- doing the series and developing for fourteen. 14 is a lot of movies. That's kind yeah. of crazy. Like, I wonder what the time frame is for those. And two 14. of them are supposed to be in one, like the next year or something, right? 
Yeah, it did say something about the first two movies. Um, the deal is estimated to be worth $900 million for the pair. It's almost a billion dollars. Now, this is on, this is moving to Paramount as well. Um, so, will it still be on HBO? Because, like, they're better suited for HBO. And I believe that's where they're at now. I've, uh, the movies will, is exclusively a Paramount thing. The movies. Mm. And this mm-hmm. mentions this mentions the HBO thing, and they feel like it's probably um, because HBO Max does have the series and the 1999 movie licensed. So they feel like the movie deal is Viacom CBS's way of being like, "Well, give us something." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, usually something isn't 14 movies, but yeah. right, you know, it, it, crazy. Anyway. I, Unless I these specials are going to be the movie, you know, mm-hmm. right? I can't imagine it being bigger, longer, uncut, or whatever. Right? Where they make, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, in some of their episodes in the past, and maybe they were specials too, but I don't know. I think, think they were just episodes. They've had episodes that were basically these three episodes are actually a movie, you know? Yeah, didn't they do that when they were doing some of the superhero stuff with the kids? Um, uh huh. And the Imagination yeah. Land one, um, oh, kind yeah, of Woodland yeah. Critter Christmas too, I think, because that was a couple parts, wasn't it? Uh, I don't recall. No, it was epic better. though. <laughs> it was. Okay. Uh, here's another. Here's here's one that'll go much quicker. As soon as it loads, <laughs> fly flying around. It's driving me crazy. If anybody's watching the video and they're like, "Why does he keep? <laughs> he's losing his mind." No, there's a fly buzzing around. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> So yes, it's got a new tick. It's brand new. <laughs> uh, Universal and Blumhouse to release first film in the Exorcist trilogy in 2023. Oh, I was like Exorcist trilogy. Um, so this is I'm reading this from ComingSoon.net, um, and it says following recent news. Where does that link to? Also ComingSoon.net. Okay, so Universal P- Pictures and Peacock. Uh, have acquired the rights to Blumhouse's production's follow-up trilogy to William Freakin's iconic horror film, The Exorcist. Okay, so (laughs) there's a lot going on there. Uh, So basically, Blumhouse is going to produce a a trilogy of films following uh, as as a sequel, sequels, Mm -hmm. a sequel trilogy to The Exorcist film. Did it work for The Exorcist? sequels right. <laughs> wasn't, there, wasn't that a trilogy also mm-hmm. it's so messy because there was yeah there was an originally there was a trilogy this the second one is doesn't exist it's terrible mm-hmm. the third one is interesting it's definitely mm-hmm. not quite the exorcist but it's not bad it, it had one of the scariest at, at the time to me yes things ever which was yeah the old lady on the ceiling creepy oh that's not yes that's the that's what I that I was like what yeah. oh man the no that that is good too see the Exorcist three is good it's got two super creepy things because the the go to creepy for me and it was actually referenced in the Black Christmas most recent remake they kind of did a, a homage to it is the nun lady that comes out of nowhere and it's just like I don't know it's or whatever mm-hmm. it is this figure that comes out of nowhere it's just so well done mm-hmm. anyway um. But then there was also like two prequel movies made. Oh, oh yeah, I, was, I remember. 
Yeah, there were two like more recently, like you know, twenty mm-hmm. tens, twenty late two thousands when they started just let's do reboot or remake or do prequels to all the horror movies. You know, mm-hmm. when all the Chainsaw Massacre remakes and stuff started happening. Um, Paul has a comment that kind of gets to it more about the trilogy because I didn't know anything about it. It's not being developed as a remake, but rather a direct sequel to the original horror feature. So Paul says it's supposed to retcon like Halloween. Yes, they're doing the Halloween route of like Exorcist 2 doesn't exist. 3 doesn't. None none of that stuff happens. This is a direct sequel to the first one. You know, the good one, because that guarantees this sequel (laughs) is going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It works so well for Superman Returns. Here's the crazy thing, though. Ellen Bernstein, Bernstein, who played the mother in The Exorcist, will be in the new movies. She's 88. Wow. But she's coming back to reprise her role. Really? Wow. Right. Wait. So it's a sequel set in the far future, then. I mean, not far. I mean, but it's not like this is a couple years later. It's going to be set over 40 years. Yeah, It's going to be set like now, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So you they're know, li- they're literally going the Halloween path where time yeah. is passed and everything. Yeah. Check this out. The sequel will be will be produced by Jason Blum, David Robinson, and David Robinson with Green McBride. Oh, wait, where what's his name? So the the trilogy will be directed by David Gordon Green from a screenplay he's co-writing with Scott Teams, Danny McBride. And it's the Halloween team. It's the team that is doing the new <laughs> Halloween movies. So that's that's oh. why. Why not? Mm-hmm. They're like, that was gold with Halloween. <laughs> and, and two of those three haven't even come out yet. So, right. uh, yeah, Exorcist. You know what? Uh, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Exorcist is one of those like, you just first off, you just don't do a sequel to The Exorcist. And there's like four, four or five sequels to, that is a good example of why you don't none of them really right. hold up to it right but it, since that's the case it's not like a beloved franchise it's the exorcist and then a bunch of tag along so i don't have like i'm not upset that they're going to try to do this like there was even a tv series not long ago wasn't there so know. you know whatever but there's a billion movies that aren't the exorcist that pretend to be the exorcist though like the exorcist of Whoever, whoever, yeah, I was thinking exorcism or something like that. Yeah. Um, but this story, uh, I mean, obviously the original news, I don't know when that came out, but that's what interested me. Uh, but this article in particular was basically highlighting the fact that Universal Pictures and Peacock have acquired the rights to release that, those movies. And the first of the three will be released October 13th of 2023. So there we go. Cool. Cute. Ellen Bernstein will be 91. Wow. They better, 92. They better, it, listen, you film what you have, what you need from her now. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, and not to be rude, but that's like, it always, when I hear of like, you know, movies with super old actors, like, I mean, if you're playing in franchise, you film all their scenes right away. Yeah. Or do like, make sure to do a 3D scan in different lighting sources. Right. <laughs> you Princess Leia, but good. Yeah. Oh, Paul said that the original news dropped about a month ago. I guess that makes sense. We haven't been doing like 
we've had shows, so we haven't like been doing a whole lot of news stories. Got shows to watch. Um, oh, one more, one more news story. HBO Max is offering free episodes of its ser- hit, of its hit series to non-subscribers. Some plebs are coming in here and watching the shows that we pay. No. Um, uh, also, I didn't realize they do like HBO Max has like a $10 tier that has ads. Oh, didn't I didn't even know that was that. an option. No. Yeah, me either. Um, but they're doing a thing where basically there's like thir- if you're a non-subscriber, uh, you, you can watch like 13 episodes of various of their hit shows and those 13 episodes will like swap out every so often, periodically be switched out. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, you know, like Peacock, where we could watch a, a couple episodes of that. What was that show? That alien show? Uh, Resident Alien. Resident Alien. Oh, right. And then it's like, oh, you got to pay if you want to watch more. I'm, like that. Just to pull sure. more people in. That's it. Hmm. Oh, and they're, they, their watch party doesn't work very well on HBO Max also, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Teleparty, which is it used to be the Netflix Netflix watch or whatever, right. the watch party thing. Uh, it does work with HBO Max, but we discovered last night it's a pain. It mm-hmm. doesn't. It's it's hard to get working right. Um, it's our ongoing frustrations with none of these watch party things really work very well, and end up mm-hmm. with us starting with me starting the first episode angry trying to get this stuff working right right you guys had all 2020 to iron that technology out come on right okay do we want to we're we're hitting an hour now Mm -hmm. uh do we want to run through these trailers really quick did we name the episode after these trailers not necessarily i did mention there'd be trailer talk uh I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say, but I, we always say that. So. Mm-hmm. Why the Last Man? There's I'm excited. I love it. The last... Go ahead. Sorry, I'm excited. I love it. It's a great comic, and I don't know how this story looks. A little more drama than that, but I'm hoping it'll be good. That's all I gotta say. The tra- It didn't look bad. It definitely looked. It's it's on FX, I believe. Which you know, listen, mm-hmm. they had a. Uh... They did Legion, man. They kind of won me over with Legion. I'm willing to give their stuff a shot. It, the budget it looked good. Definitely still looked a little TV budget for mm. doing like a post-apocalyptic story. Mm. But it didn't look bad. Mm. I cannot wait for the man babies to cry about this thing that has been out forever. That's yeah, the thing. Like, yeah. how are they, It's all the men in the world. Virtue signaling. It's virtue signaling. Cancel, cancel men. Not all of the men. There's still one. I know. I I can't Uh, wait until I mean there's gonna be this man baby whatever thing happen. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they yeah. Well, this has been like they've been trying to get man, I think I feel like we've touched on this over the years. They people have been trying to get a live action thing of this made for like fifteen years or something since Mm -hmm. since the comics came out. And it just never got off the ground till till now. So Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. I hope it's good. Um, it's got good source material. It's a mm-hmm. great premise. I can't wait. I, I mean, yeah. like somebody should have done this years ago, but I'm glad it's happening at all. So, yeah. Oh, that last man. Also, I was like, who's the casting? And I, I don't know. The guy seemed, I, I don't have an opinion of the guy. He just mm-hmm. looked right. like a dude. So, okay, yeah. fine. I wonder if that guy is 
all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the trailer also. He's got all that's that. left. <laughs> Remember, she's all that. You don't? Unfortunately, I do. I think I say I saw it in the theater. That's definitely if, a date movie. Is Freddie Prince Jr. going to be in this? What's her name is though? I seen oh, what's yeah. her name. I didn't see Freddie Prince Jr. I seen the mm-hmm. the chick. Well, speaking of man babies, uh, gender swap. She's all that. Mm-hmm. Called he's all that. Yeah, that that's what it is. It's a trailer, and I was like, uh, oh god, maybe we'll talk about it. And I started watching the trailer. I was like, no. Yeah, uh, it's from the producers of Mean Girls, and it's got like it's just got that. It's very modern. It's for mm-hmm. the, it's for the kids, of course. It's a essentially a remake of She's All That, so that's who that's for. Um, then you saw Robbie. Then I saw Robbie, and I was like, oh wait, no, you guys have to watch this. Yeah, uh, it, from Karate Kid. It's got the kid that Melanie loves. He's the uh, he, and he's the he, and he's all that. Yeah, he really and is he, all he, that. Can't keep his shirt on in anything he's in. I think he also does karate and skateboards in this as well. Yeah, probably. Was this made in the 80s? I don't know. <laughs> but he's basically the same character. Mm-hmm. A problematic youth who can skateboard and do some martial arts. Yeah, I think he rides a horse too. Paul says, holy crap, I swear we talked about this one last year. I mean, maybe. Um, okay, it looks like total junk but i seen it had robbie and i was like oh we got to talk about it mm-hmm. um, plus i remember doing the news story yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna watch it no no <laughs> i'm not gonna watch it it's i didn't ever i never even wanted to watch she's all that much less he's all that come on right she's all that wasn't good is he so is that he's supposed to is that the angle they're gonna take instead of like nerdy girl who's secretly a hot chick if you take her glasses off you know you gotta like whatever make you got to ask out the nerdy girl so is that going to be the angle though because he doesn't look like an, he's not a nerdy dude right is he going to be the the problem the troubled yeah kid? that's exactly like, what it is yeah he's like scruffy and yeah he's just antisocial was the whole thing so it's going to be his character and his arc right from as, otherwise it's exactly kid. the same like uh guy. Yeah. she gets dumped or something by this guy that she helped get really popular or something. And so she's like, I did it with him, but I can do it again. Yeah. I'm a social media influencer. The social media aspect actually almost kind of makes that story more relevant. No, but also dumber, you know, like it's like, yeah. so like the big reveal is that, wait, this was a bet all along. You're on the internet. <laughs> well, he's not cause he's antisocial. Oh, right. Oh, so he doesn't that... have a phone. Antisocial people <laughs> like the Grox podcast hosts don't use right. the internet ever. <laughs> and and yeah. he's going to have, I'm sure, you know, uh, edgy rants about how people need to get off of technology. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the only way to make this work is to make him a total shut in that doesn't believe in the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other trailer, I have really nothing much to say about other than like the 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 lead was interesting to me is uh kate it's a netflix movie called kate and it's a very slick action movie with a female lead action person which is not (laughs) new um oh boy but the trailer looked okay and it had what's her name mary elizabeth winstead and Mm -hmm. every time i see her i'm like who is that? She looks so familiar. And then I got to look her up and it's like, oh, 
she doesn't look like any of those chicks, but it's her. Uh, she was, what's her name? The villain in, or that's a spoiler. Oh, she spoiled it. She's a villain in something. In a Disney movie that we watched a while back. Um, mm-hmm. And she was in Death Proof as the cheerleader chick. Uh, she was in Birds of Prey as the one like edgy uh, the huntress, right? Or the right? huntress, yeah. yeah. Who, when we were talking about that, I was like, "Who's that chick?" Yeah. <laughs> Every time, but does it star Kate Winslet? No, Mary. You know what's so funny? Kate Winslet is the name that was in my head when I was watching the trailer. I was like, "That's not right." Who is that? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mm-hmm. Is it because of the whatever. So instead of Winslet. Mm-hmm. Did you watch this, guys? This trailer? I watched the trailer, yes. yeah. Yes, I did. What'd you think? It looks like it might be better than that other one we watched um, with Amy Pond. That is the movie I was thinking of, Paul. Mm-hmm. It looks so, less... It's going to be cheesy. It looks, le- it looks like it's going more for a series it was mentioned atomic blonde and that actually is kind of a little bit the feel I got from the trailer. Right. It's uh like the one thing like maybe SJW like hyper analyzing everything has just ruined movies for me, but it's like, it feels like a white savior story for women. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, cause it's all set in Asia, but like the core the core character and Woody Harrelson for whatever reason. Oh, that's right. Woody Harrelson. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know, are maybe the heroes. I don't even know if they're heroes, but they're clearly taking care of business in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe not a white savior kind of situation, but like sort of mm-hmm. her filmography is interesting. Anyway, yeah, it's, she's very versatile. Yeah, it is kind of all over the place. She works consistently, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies, though. Like, she was doing oh. TV for a long time, and a lot of movies as of recently, including, like, Gemini Man, which I didn't watch, but that was a big, big movie with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I don't think it did very well, but... She was in um one of the Cloverfield movies. The one... Um... 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I... She, she really looks, is in everything. She is, and I never remember her as the same person. <laughs> <laughs> well, she has. She does have kind of a face that looks like several other different people. So mm. you know, it happens. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. That's the show, uh, Melanie. What? Anything we should be amazed about this week? Sure. Um, scientists have um basically made um a textile that what? says a you, you glitched out a little bit i'm sorry made a textile it's like okay. hierarchical morphology metafabric um that can be used to cool people or it it interacts with thermal radiation and um uh, has cooling properties so basically it's it'll keep you cool in in the hot whether you're in the sun and it's because so, it will reflect sunlight away, sunlight away, but it also has other uh, things so that you're, if you're just somewhere hot, it'll, it'll help cool you too. And a lot, they have had materials that would do that before, but they weren't 
very durable. They would fall apart pretty easy. But now they found a way to make them actually work. And they're super excited about it because it was one of the concerns with global warming is that people weren't going to be able to stay in certain areas because it's just going to be too hot to live there anymore. Um, but they're thinking if they can get this, you know, uh, working well and get it mass produced, maybe um, they can still have a chance at least to live in, in those areas for, for a while longer and less, you know, it depends on how bad it gets, but, um, but so yeah, that's exciting. And I thought it was really interesting too. So you're saying we won't have to weave immediately. Right. Right. <laughs> Textile joke. I was going to say like a meta fabric sounds like a thing you need for like, if you're going to time travel, like you yeah. better put on this metafabric. Ooh. Or like uh, like what the superhero costumes are made out of, like unstable <laughs> right. molecules or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's like you know, heat proof, which could also apply to like friction proof. You know, it's like superheroes just have been made out of that. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't burst into flame waves, right? Yeah. It's a pretty flashy outfit you got there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jesse, you got anything uh, interesting coming up you want to talk about? <laughs> Just going back to work. So, I will be doing nothing. <laughs> right. uh, you also won't be here next week, correct? I won't. That's true. We uh, back to school night. I might change my mind, but we may or we may not have a. There might not be an episode next week. Um, I do want to put out a Friday the thir- another Friday the Thirteenth special GCU episode. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe if I can, man, if I could figure the only Friday the 13th movie left that we didn't cover on Grolic Cinematic Universe is the 2009 remake. I don't know. Like if I was hoping, I don't, I didn't want to just do another review. I wanted to like look into it, do some research, make an interesting episode. Uh, but it's the 2000. Nine for the remake. Like, I there's not much there. You're yeah. like, do I want to do the work? Does that sound like a good use of my time? Like, I, I've, I mean, I've done some research. There's just not a lot there. The studio, like the all, all the horror movies were being remade. It was 2009. Studio wanted to make some money. Mm-hmm. Story. Yeah, not even like anything controversial or exciting. No, there's. I mean, there's, there's, in, there's. Basically, the thing is like GCU. I'd like to do more, uh, but I kind of want to do like it's another special, and I kind of want to approach it differently. So whatever. I know Paul is going. Paul and uh, Billy are going to have a. Um, I'm assuming Moose's Monster Mash Friday the Thirteenth special coming up this week, uh, this next fun. week. So uh, there's that for sure. I'd like to have a GCU special to go along with it. I'll post memes probably. Right. I'll forget and then I'll just have a terrible day because it's Friday the thirteenth. Yep. There has been a bunch of stuff about lawsuits I can dive into a little bit. We we mentioned those in the previous specials that there's been some developments, so maybe I'll do that too. Other than that, I don't have a whole lot going on. Oh, you know what? I don't have anything to show. Melanie and I have been designing some t shirts and oh, yeah. we we got we got a, a little brand. So the shirts where you can find the Grolic shirts, the store is going to change here p- pretty soon. Uh, and we've got, we've been uh, building up a little catalog of designs before we launch it. Mm-hmm. So, oh boy. I'm excited about that. Yep. Sh- strangers with t-shirts. 
uh-huh. that's the name. So, but it's it's not ready yet. When it is, I'll we'll have designs to show you. So, mm-hmm. such designs to show you. Yeah, we should <laughs> come, make that a shirt. Come, daddy. We should. <laughs> we should come to daddy. All right. Thanks everybody for watching. Paul says, "Am I on a shirt?" <laughs> oh, that's not what he said, it. is it? That's no, not what he said. He misspelled it, but I read what, it right. Yeah. My yeah. brain censored that for me. Thank you, brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be. I don't know, man. Are you? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird question for us. <laughs> I, you, we'll talk. Yeah. Biz, vague v- business words. Mm-hmm. So. so uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, podcast feed listeners, thanks again. Sorry the audio is crap on these episodes lately. Uh, we got to move away from StreamYard. Man, like it's so convenient, but at the same time, I'm so unhappy with the audio quality lately. Podcast listeners, you guys know what I'm talking about. I do yeah. my best after the fact. But thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more, go to GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-A-X Podcast.com. If you like supporting us, hit us up on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. There's like 60 plus free episodes over there. Or like bonus episodes, I mean. Not free. You got to pay for them. You got to pay a dollar <laughs> per month. Yeah. Or you could pick up a Humble Bundle, which uh, is full of sound stuff now. So if you want to make your own podcast or music or whatever, you can get Acid Pro and SoundForge something that's a, that's a good point sound forge get, clean up some audio uh acid you it's a daw you can mix mix your edit your po- podcast in there mm-hmm. go to grogspodcast.com slash humble it'll redirect you there mm-hmm. affiliates we are affiliates we'll get a little uh, kickback for you using that link <laughs> all right everybody thanks have a good weekend Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. I need to go eat. I'm hungry. Yeah. (laughs)